namo tassa bhagavato arahato samma sambuddhassa namo tassa bhagavato arahato samma sambuddhassa namo tassa bhagavato arahato samma sambuddhassa Buddhang hammang sanghang namasami. <coughs> so in the Q&A, uh, one of the things that came up was the uh, Kalama Sutta. And they, you know, on one level, it's a, um, basis of, of what we believe. How do we believe? What do we believe in? Um, but on another level, it's sort of what kind of foundation do we lay for our, our practice or for our training or how do we decide um, what, we, what we rely on? Um, and uh, um, which is something that that of course is is really important to because it's not just you know what do we believe externally but what do we believe internally because uh, it's uh, um, I mean the external world is confusing enough but uh, internally we're cranking stuff out all the time that we is vying for our attention and what we believe in and in particular <clears throat> how do we gauge if we're say practicing in a, in a pro proper way appropriate way um, it happens so often people want to know, you know, am I, am I pr practicing? Is this right? Am I practicing rightly? And, and it's, it's, you know, one really does have to come back to one's experience and the content. One of the, <clears throat> um, in a similar way, you know, like the 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 basis of of right effort is a <clears throat> a way of, of you know what is it that um, allows us to to let go of the the unwholesome, unskillful, unbeneficial aspects of mind. Uh, and what what is what kind of effort is do we need to 
put forward or what what's a result of our effort uh, in terms of preventing sort of the unwholesome, unskillful, unbeneficial from from arising. And the what effort is it that we bring up, uh, and is it actually working uh, for toward the bringing into being of of the wholesome, the skillful, beneficial, bright, brighter states of, of, of mind, of heart. Uh, and then the, the, what helps to maintain, uh, stabilize those, those qualities, because uh, that's, that's how, how the Buddha defines right effort. And uh, in, in a similar way uh, with that Kalama Sutta, what is it that increases the wholesome and skillful in one's life in the present and into the future <clears throat> and uh, prevents a uh, being overwhelmed by and being swept up by the that which is unskillful or unbeneficial and and that is is it is both in terms of of our you know how we experience it. The say the emotional quality of those, because it's uh, um, you know that which you know, the Buddha points to. What what is uh, un beneficial and unwholesome uh, as that which is stressful or complicated, uh, suffering in some way. Uh, and what is it that leads to well-being, to happiness, uh, to you know, peace and clarity? Uh, so those are qualities that we want to be supporting and, and bringing into being and fostering. And, and, and when that does uh, happen, uh, that is the quality uh, of the mind. And one is encouraged, okay, this is... This is going in the right way. This is going in the right direction. And in the same way, in terms of content, what's the uh, content of, uh, is it, uh, is greed ever, ever, ever beneficial, ever useful, ever leading to happiness and well-being? And you think, well, no, it's, uh, it always complicates and it makes me it makes me unsatisfied. Uh, same with ill will, aversion, hatred, delusion, confusion. Those are, in terms of content uh, of the of the mind of the mental states, and that which is free from greed, hatred, and delusion. That's to be supported. That's to be developed. That's to be cultivated and made much of. <clears throat> and it's not uh, how do you say it? it's not just a, a value judgment it's it is a uh, it, it is it's what makes how does it make one feel um, it's something that I remember Ajahn Chah saying that always struck me is that the language of dhamma is the language of feeling. 
just, just that simple statement and realizing that uh, the what what we have to pay attention to is what are we feeling? How does it make us feel? Uh, rather than do I believe in it? Uh, do I, do I, uh, does somebody else think I should believe in it? Uh, it's, it's more, you know, what, what, what's the result? How does it make me feel? What do I feel uh, with this? And, and, uh, uh, and so that that's uh, it's so important because sometimes we're we are uh, you know easily swept up in either emotional or rationally intelligent uh, stands that either our own mind takes or uh, is happening around us, but you know, in the end, you know, how does it make us feel? And and this is why suffering is such a an important and in the sense of suffering with all its nuances, the uh, sense of dis-ease, discontent, dissatisfaction, uh, and freedom from 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 suffering from dukkha. Uh, see, is the is the way to 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 measure uh, is this working or is it not working? Uh, so that uh, <clears throat> being able to to uh, you know, to to pay attention uh, to that on an experiential basis, um, as opposed to a, yeah, a belief system or or an, an intelligent argument that, because our mind makes intelligent arguments all the time for following our particular biases. And, and uh, you know, we can work out a elaborate system of good reasons to do something or to follow some particular pattern, but uh, it usually gets messy. <laughs> Uh, it's really learning how to pay attention to the, 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 the experience, the feeling. Uh, learning how to, yeah, not shying away from that. And, and so that's the, the uh, you know, really the, the basis for how we keep what we keep returning to in our practice. So that when we, when we meditate, we, we develop our mindfulness and clear comprehension. <clears throat> it has a certain basis to, to, uh, uh, to investigate from, because uh, the, uh, uh, since just like just being mindful is not necessarily a, a good thing. You know, it's like Ajahn Chah saying, oh, the thief is mindful. You know, they, otherwise, they're not successful. They don't get to steal something. And, but it's, you know, when you pay attention to, to uh, you know, how does it feel? Say, oh, that's not very skillful, it's not helpful in my life. 
Or he says, yeah, even a, even a cat is mindful. Otherwise, they don't catch mice. They've got to be mindful. But so mindfulness is not, on its own, is not the, uh, uh, not the goal. It's, it is, what are, we, what are we employing that with? Uh, what are we employing it for? Um, and, and it is important to be <clears throat> cultivating so that like the mindfulness of breathing, uh, that taking the, <clears throat> that simple, <clears throat> bodily function, breathing in and breathing out, uh, which we have to do <clears throat> every moment of our lives. And, uh, uh, and it, it's uh, making that a basis of our uh, directing attention and developing our um, mindfulness and clarity with using that and it's, it's just the Buddha is taking something that's really close at hand and uh, making much of it. So I, when, the, uh, when the Buddha taught mindfulness of breathing, uh, he based it on the, the, the four foundations of mindfulness. It's, it's not just say mindfulness of breath on its own. It's mindfulness of the breath in conjunction with being the, the base of the body, base of feeling, base of the mind itself, the base of, of uh, mind objects of the body feeling, awedana, jitta, dhammas. And, uh, so then it, all of a sudden it expands the, say, the approach or the base that we have to, to work with into something very, very broad. So they, they uh, and, and yes, we're still in each aspect uh, we are paying attention to the the breath coming in, the breath going out, but we are extending our awareness to, you know, okay, what is it? How's our body feeling? What's the experience of the the whole body? Uh, uh, what does it mean to be um, to even inhabit a body, uh, which is is uh, you know, that's uh, I remember being uh, after you know actually quite some time of meditating and this realization that there's there's actually a whole lot going on down there below my neck. You know, it's, it's just, uh, and I think that's very much the case for so many you know, Westerners where we're so up in our heads, caught up in 
thoughts and projections and planning and trying to figure things out. And uh, and it was certainly it was was, for me, it was really wonderful living in not just in Thailand, but in Northeast Thailand, which is a uh, uh, very rural, very Uh, uh, agrarian culture and people are very much in tune with their with their bodies and uh, being able to move to act to function and, and be very anchored and grounded in in experience it's also a very down-to-earth culture so. So that uh, it was a very good mirror for the the uh, and all the various projections and proliferations that that the mind is capable of spinning out, but but that's what it's doing, the spinning out, you know, just being able to be, come back and then breathing in, breathing out, coming back to the body, experiencing experiencing the whole body, breathe in. So it's like a slightly different perspective where you've got the body as a basis, but breath is not, you're not getting rid of the breath or superseding the breath. The breath is your, it's like your, like a bass rhythm in a, in a, in a piece of music. And it's a, it's a, it sort of drives it all. And the and then calming, calming the body. I breathe in, calming the body. I breathe out. It's very consciously paying attention to calming, settling, relaxing, realizing. Oh well, that's uh, that's. The Buddha, it's like it's actually fair game to be comfortable while you're meditating rather than making it into a, a whole chore that is onerous and difficult and complicated. It's really, this is the, the Buddha is actually very explicitly saying, yeah, make make this comfortable, make it pleasing. In the same way that he uses in that discourse of mindfulness of breathing, uh, the Buddha uh, has us paying attention to those feelings of, of, of well-being, of, of, of happiness, of joy. So, actually being happy while you're meditating. It's, uh, it's actually legal. It's wonderful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they, uh, and this is on a feeling level, on the emotional level with the Buddhas. Yeah. Gladdening the mind, I breathe in. Gladdening the mind, I breathe out. Uh, that sense of uh, 
happy pamodhi, and it's, it's a gladdening, delighting, delighting the mind I breathe in, delighting the mind I breathe out. And say it's a wonderful counterpoint to you know, so much of the kind of struggle that we we oftentimes put ourselves through, uh, and, uh, uh, and it's not to say that training the mind is easy, but it's sort of like I mean, you've got to learn to make it more than bearable. <laughs> That uh, it's, it's really important, and this is uh, something that the Buddha uh, is, is emphasizing. And that sense of, of you know, investigating is also a, 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 an important part of the the whole process, all the way through whatever aspect of paying attention to body, feeling, mind, objects of mind. There is an, there is an investigative process that is needed to be employed. Uh, it's not just trying to, because sometimes we have this image that we've just got to absorb into a meditation object and, uh, uh, and, and really still the mind by that absorbing in and and that uh, you know and sometimes the you know the language is 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 uh, um, that we employ and say in Buddhist jargon and um, you know gives that impression so that that you know, it's definitely talked about uh, Know, the object of, of uh, one of the objects in meditation is to one point the mind and and and, it's just, and, and in the scriptural language is that ekakata and to, to and, and bringing the mind to one point and <clears throat> Mumposamero does a, does a, a, a really deft because <clears throat> uh, he's really contemplated this with with bringing Buddhist teachings to to the West and bringing to a Western audience and to the English language. Um, uh, what is what is, what can that language mean in a very practical sense? When we say say one pointing, and and he says you know because there's there is a, a a point of mind that excludes, and there's a point of mind that includes, and he's encouraging a sense of pay attention to the 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 point that includes, rather than the tendency to exclude. Because when we're pushing stuff away all the time, uh, we create a sense of tension and other. Uh, and you realize that mindfulness and, uh, 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 is a, it is an inclusive action. You realize that, that you know, okay, everything actually 
it actually fits. Everything harmonizes when we say, because uh, another translation of that same term of one pointing is like unification, right? Unifying. So that the rather the, the, than the mind being at odds with itself, uh, it is unified, it functions together. It is a whole uh, functioning as a whole, as a unit. So that, that sense of, of the, 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 the quality of, of mind that includes and is not, it's not reacting out of fear or aversion and trying to push away or exclude or get rid of. It's just recognizing whatever it is, even if it is something that is, and that's the purpose of, say, reflecting and understanding. What is negative? What is unwholesome? What is unskillful? And to be, you know, okay, that's not for my benefit. That's not for my well-being. It's not for anybody's benefit or well-being. That can be relinquished. It can be let go of. It can be, it doesn't need to be nourished and nurtured uh, because we do that. Even you say we nourish and nurture the things that are actually not very supportive for our well being. As to uh, see, seeing that more clearly, and then it's. Uh, the letting go is not so much uh, sort of a, a, a throwing out or casting away. It's saying it's a, a releasing and, and letting it cease without sort of re, re, reinvigorating and re, uh, reviving. Uh, something it, it's, it, if it's not revived uh, it, it, it it arises and it will cease that's its very nature uh, and if we don't uh, give it life uh, then it it ceases it's it is let go of and we can give attention to what is skillful, what is beneficial, what's uh, conducive to our well-being and happiness and our clarity and peace. So it's as we do that more and more, and it's just, you know, with each in-breath, with each out-breath, it can be a point of investigation. What is it that is, you know, what is it that's useful? Uh, what do I really want to give attention to what do we want to be be feeding and nurturing uh, sort of saying uh, so it's like a almost like a cat and it's in yeah in north northeast thailand pets are not a thing <laughs> And if, if you if you feed a cat once, it's going to come back. And said so in the same way, you know, you feed a, a mental state, you feed a habit of mind, 
it'll come back, isn't it? So that you just have to learn how to not not feed it. It's not you don't have to annihilate it and destroy it. You just don't have to feed it. <laughs> it's it's gonna and as a cat, it's gonna it's gonna go it's gonna go looking for better pastures. Better uh, there. That's that's their nature. That our our, our our moods, our minds are not so different. Uh, learning how to look after it skillfully, look after it in, in a way that that really does uh, result in 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 what we're wishing for, hoping for, and we're all hoping for happiness and well-being and peace. I mean, nobody. Nobody wants to suffer. And we do it pretty well, but it's not what we're aiming for. And just uh, the sense of, but having that idea, the breath as a, as a kind of anchor to investigate from and to be able to investigate the, the, the tone, the feeling tone of, of our experience. How do, how do I feel? How does that... Uh, what's the, what's the result of that? Uh, is it is it comfortable? Is it is it pleasing, uh, or is it not? And if it's not, then be willing to in, investigate honestly. Okay, how am I contributing to this? How am I how am I feeding this? Uh, you know, being willing to look at it uh, from from that perspective, and as we do that. It just becomes increasingly clear, and we do have we just have such a broad range, and just as the, the Buddha giving us the tools of mindfulness of breathing to, to pay attention to the body, pay attention to uh, to feeling, feeling tones, pleasant, unpleasant, neutral. Pay attention to the content of the mind. Is the mind with greed, without greed, with anger, without anger? So it's not it's not that uh, analytical, uh, but it's you have to be attentive. Is it mind delusion or mind arise? Is, uh, is it a contracted mind? Is it an expanded mind? Is it a peaceful mind? Is it an agitated mind? Is it, can it be <clears throat> developed more? Can it not? And so those these basic sort of qualities of mind and, 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 but when we come to that root that 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 base of foundation each in breath each in out breath is an access point uh, to to be able to experience and feel and same with the <clears throat> say the the last section on the on dhammas on the mental objects or the themes of, of, of reflection, uh, of impermanence, unsatisfactory, non-self, of relinquishing, of letting go. Uh, those are themes that we can be attending to on each in-breath and out-breath. So it's a, uh, this tool that the Buddha give, gave us is is not just a meditation tool 
I mean, it's a great meditation tool when we're sitting and formally uh, developing uh, clarity of mind. But it's also, we can be carrying that with us. Uh, it's like the, the, the uh, Ajahn Chah's exchange with a, uh, a person, a lay person in the world who say, well, I don't have time to meditate. I don't have time for Dhamma practice. I've got, I've got duties. I've got a job. I've got family. I've got, and, and Ajahn Chah just asked a simple question. Do you have time to breathe? If you've got time to breathe, you've got time to be mindful. If you've got time to breathe, you've got time to reflect on your experience. It's just how we turn our attention. So I'll offer that for reflection this evening. Mm -hmm.